Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to the mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your servant, who has just come in from plowing or tending the field, come here immediately and take your place at the table. Would he not rather say to him, prepare something for me to eat, put on your apron and wait on me while I eat and drink. You may eat and drink when I am finished. Is he grateful to that servant because he did, not, he did what was commanded? So should it be with you. When you have done all you have been commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what we were obliged to do. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. What is faith? What is faith? Today our readings are all about faith, and yet when it comes to basic religious terms or ideas, I think most of us can be in the position of, we kind of know what it is, but we're not, you know, very specific. It's a, let's see if this doesn't make uh, a sense as an example. It's like someone you kind of routinely uh, see or meet, you know, it could be a, a colleague or a someone at work, or your path, you've probably, you probably should know their name, but you kind of forget it, but it's kind of embarrassing at this point to ask, hey, what's your name again? <laughs> it's kind of like, faith, what is faith? It's like, I kind of know what it is, I'm Catholic, Catholic most of my life, but isn't faith like driving downtown and uh, believing that you'll find a parking space for free? That's faith, right? <laughs> or as someone said to me at the earlier Mass, I said, I'll tell you, Faith Father, it's believing the 49ers can win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> and I said, that might be my talk on miracles. That might be a different talk altogether. <laughs> but what is faith? What is faith in that way? The Bible defines faith as the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Right off the bat in that definition, substance, reality, in Greek, apostasis, evidence, that is clarity. It rules out that thinking that faith 
is a feeling. I think most people, faith, it's, it's kind of a, a feeling and a, kind of an emotion or an intuition or an instinct. Faith isn't like that. I remember uh, doing confirmation with teenagers and asking them about faith and a kind of motto. What is faith about it? Remember one young lad said, faith is going with your gut. <laughs> you just kind of, you know, you just feel it out. It's like, well, maybe there is something akin to kind of Catholic intuition or a sense of uh, kind of going with your gut. But that presumes something deeper, huh? Something more profound. Faith, said in Hebrews, is a way of thinking. Faith is a kind of reasoning. Usually we oppose those two things, faith over here, reason, feeling, thought. Faith is a thought. It's a way of thinking which opens us up to the reality of what we truly hope for beyond this life. And there's evidence behind it. So what is the substance? What's the reality that faith puts us into contact with? We're going to do a little St. Thomas Aquinas this morning. You ready? Fasten your seatbelt. St. Thomas says there's three levels to faith. I'm going to use a kind of analogy. You've got the ground floor. You've got mid-tier, mid-floor. And you've got the penthouse. You've got third floor, right? Ground floor. Faith is believing that God exists. In Latin, credere Deo. Believe that God exists. And when we think about faith, this is usually what we think about. I believe in one God. I believe that God exists. Here's the catch to that faith. It's the ground floor. It's necessary. But the Bible, Scripture, almost never talks about faith in this way. In fact, it's assumed. In fact, the times that the Bible uses the word faith to refer to simply believing that God exists is normally associated with what group of people? The demons. <laughs> the demons are the first ones who know that Jesus is God. They say, we know who you are, the Holy One of God. To paraphrase St. James a little later on, he says there are people boasting that they believe in God, that God exists. You know what? Believing that God exists, guess who else believes that God exists? The devil. <laughs> the ground floor of faith, welcome to the club with 90% of humanity and all of the demons. Right? They're serving frozen appetizers and, and Boone's Farm wine there, you know? Weak coffee. It's good, it's necessary, but not sufficient. It calls us to the second tier, the second level. What helps us to get to that second level? Credere Deo, believing God, believing that God is, I think the word we would often use here is trustworthy, trusting that God will provide. Here the scriptural image is who? Abraham, the father of faith, that first reading talking about that we are justified by faith. And Abraham trusted that when God called him to go west, young man, or not so young man when he was 80 years old. <laughs> he did. He went west. And perhaps you're familiar with that story when God asked him to sacrifice, to give even the child the promise, Isaac. Remember that? I paraphrase. They're walking up the mountain. Isaac is like, hey, Pop, uh, we've got the wood. we got the fire starter. <laughs> Where's the sacrifice? And Abraham's like, hmm, God will provide. That's faith. Even when we're not quite sure how things are going to turn out, God will provide.
You know, when we talk about struggling with our faith, I'm really wrestling with my faith, I'm struggling or I'm doubting, it's usually at the second level, right? Where it, what we mean not is that we have an intellectual kind of hang up, it's that we can't see God's providence in our lives. It's tough to trust a God. We've lost a loved one. Why did God allow that person to die? We ourselves, right, are experiencing health issues or perhaps insecurity in terms of finances, or we see great devastation in the world with war, natural disaster. Where's God? We struggle with our faith. What is this struggle with? With trusting that God as a loving Father will provide. This is that second level of faith, trusting that God will provide for us. And you think, wow, that's, that's really the heart of faith. But guess what? <laughs> There's a third level. There's the penthouse and the apostles directly asked Jesus. They're a little ambitious this morning. They say, Lord, take us to the top floor. <laughs> Increase our faith. And Jesus tells a kind of confusing parable here. But here's how I'd like to put it. That third floor of faith, if you will, the fullness of faith, is not simply trusting in God or believing that God will provide, but it's this. It's in Latin, credere in Deu. It's a kind of movement toward, it's a power to enact God's very life and love into the world. Give it a more simple uh, kind of uh, definition. Whereas the second level of faith is that sense of trusting that God will provide. The third level of faith, believing into God, is recognizing and believing that God has entrusted to us his power. So as Jesus says, you can say to the mulberry tree, be uprooted and cast into the sea. We have the very power of God within us. That takes faith, right? To know that God has equipped us and trusted us with his power. And so the prayer of this third level of faith goes something like this. Lord, the second level of faith is what? Lord, give me what I need. I trust in you. Provide for me. The third level of faith says, Lord, how can I provide for you? How can I provide for others? How have you entrusted me with your gifts, your talents, your sense of love that I meant to share? The best analogy, I think, or image in the scripture of this is the young man that comes to Jesus and says to Jesus, what? How am I saved? How do I get to heaven? This is the ultimate question, right? Lead me on the way to heaven. So Jesus says you need faith. And they begin to talk about the three levels. He says, do you believe in one God? And what does the young man say? Check. <laughs> Paraphrasing here. Check. <laughs> I believe in one God, right? He says, well, do you trust in God that God will provide? Have you followed the commandments? And the man's like, sweet, yeah. Knee high to a grasshopper. Kept all the commandments all my life. I trust that God can provide. And then Jesus asks him the most pointed question. Are you willing to let go of everything? And follow me do you know that I want to entrust and give you gifts that require you let go of your security and your own sense of peace of mind and heart and the most disappointing sad moment of the scriptures is what happens the young man doesn't take the elevator from the second to the third floor he walks away sad because why because he's wealthy because he has possessions and it's not just about possessions but he's not willing to entrust himself completely to the Lord and receive 
that faith, that power. St. Paul puts it this way in terms of faith. Faith is like the embers of the fire. And or faith. And what do we have to do? We have to blow on them. We have to give them oxygen. Right? He said, stir into flame the faith that you've been given. How do we stir into flame the faith we've been given? Not just believing that God exists, but trusting that he will provide and acting, believing, thinking, God has entrusted me with many gifts. It's our question for today. I went in with a little bit of a, a twist here because everything I've talked about in terms of faith is about our initiative, believing that God exists, trusting that God will provide, and acting in a way in which we know we are entrusted with great gifts. But here's the reality. Even before we believe in God, if I can put it this way, God believes in us. And that's the evidence of things not seen. It opens us up to a world beyond ourselves, the substance of things, over, but it gives us evidence. What's the evidence? That God is already searching for us. He loves us. He wants the best for us. You know, I was talking to the children. As you, I, I hope you were not eavesdropping when I was talking to the children earlier. But no, to, today, today, if it wasn't Sunday, October 2nd, is the Feast of Guardian Angels. I can't think of a better devotion that is evidence, if you will, for our belief. Remember the, remember the story? How do we know about Guardian Angels? Jesus says, don't, um, don't keep the young ones, the children, from me. Don't despise the children. Let the little children come to you. Why? Why are children important? Because God has entrusted to them a spirit, an angel, a spiritual person that right now is looking at the face of God and also helping and guiding them. So for us, each of us has a guardian, a protector, God-given, that can help us. Often when I was teaching the kids, I said, what's a guardian angel like? Well, it's like... You know, let's say you got invited to a party, a great wedding. It's up in Northern California in a place you've never been. How are you going to get there? Do we say to ourselves, you know what, Northern California, you know, I'm just going to head out. I'll turn left or right. I'll go with my gut here. <laughs> I'm going to feel it out. No, what do you do? You, you put it in your little device, right? <laughs> you get specific instructions, point by point turns, right? It's our guardian angel. Anyone in here ever been to heaven? Nope. <laughs> Is that where we want to get? Yep. How do we get there? Do we go with our gut? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> not just that. We never get there. We need help. Guardian angels like what? Putting the directions in. Oh my guardian angel, help me to turn left, to turn right. Give me that nudge, that inspiration, sense of f fidelity. For me, a lot of U-turn, <laughs> turn around. <laughs> You're going the wrong way. Three-point turn out of this dead end, right? Guardian angels are, if you will, that evidence, that sign in a very particular Catholic way that even before we begin, if you will, to believe that God already believes in us and wants us through his faithfulness to believe in him. If you know the prayer, let's end with it. Angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love commits me here ever this day be at my side to light, to guard, to rule, and to guide. Amen? Amen. Amen.